Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your new favorite travel podcast, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have a conversation about all the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. I am very pleased to have you here. And um, honestly, I hope that you can't hear the fan in the back because a bitch is hot. It's like full summer now in New York. And um, I'm, yeah, I got, I'm not going to die. I don't want to die. So forgive me if you can hear the um, keeping me alive apparatus in the background. I will be working towards lessening that as time goes on, but appreciating your patience. So this week I stumbled upon a cute little, um, what do you call it? Not a meme, but, um, I guess like a, just a photo about love languages and travel, right? And words of ask. Words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, acts of service, physical touch. They all apply to um, love relationships and all that kind of shit. Mind you, not just um, romantic relationships, but, you know, friends, family, the whole nine. If you're unfamiliar, uh, love languages are the ways in which we show love and the ways in which we receive love. Now we may not show or receive them in the same way. However, they generally fall within those five categories that I met, that I mentioned. So, um, the cute little, um, photo that I found on, it appears this was on the Facebooks. <laughs> you can't even see that if you're watching on YouTube, how does, how does it work? I don't even know if that does it when you do products and stuff. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you can't see it. Uh, but words of affirmation, you should book that trip. Gifts, I bought you a trip. Quality time, come with me to Tahiti. Acts of service, I'll pick you up at the airport. Physical touch, there's something I can show you on the balcony. Um, but those are just little examples as to how love would be received with those categories, if you will, for love. So I decided to reflect back on some of my favorite trips and kind of go over the different ways in which I received or interpreted the different love languages while I've been abroad. So let's start. And mind you, this is in my, well, let me start with this. My love languages in regular life are, um, gifts and acts of service, truly old fashioned cater to me. I, I, it's my thing. I enjoy it. I've received love by having things done for me and things given to me. I am also the, um, partner that kind I don't want to say goes overboard, but I like not, I don't want to say buying things, but I like giving gifts as well, but I like, um, cutesy gifts and I don't want to say important, but meaningful gifts, right? I don't know, or, well, you know what? No, I can say that I, my dad has, I don't want to say spoiled. I don't like saying spoiled because it has somewhat of a negative connotation. I'm very well loved. I've always been very well loved and very well taken care of. 
and provided for it. Shout out to my parents on that one. And my dad is always, my dad, I call him the mayor. He does everything for everybody. So his love language is absolutely acts of service. So I grew up just having my dad do everything for me. You need a ride here? I got you. You need this fixed? I got you. You need, you want a plate of food. I, even when I visit my parents now, I will show up, sit on, sit on the couch and my dad will make a plate of food and bring me a drink and I'm daddy's princess. Hey boo. Um, and so I am used to it. And so that is how I interpret love for me. People do nice things for me. I feel your appreciation. So back to the trips, words of affirmation. I absolutely received quite the affirmation in Cuba. So shout out to the good folks at Beyond Roots Cuba. I want to say that's one of the excursions that I booked through Airbnb. And it was a look into Santeria and Voodoo and I want to say one or two other um, Afro-Caribbean religions that are practiced in Cuba. And it was wild, incredible. Absolutely loved the experience. And part of the experience was getting a reading from a Babalao. And oddly enough, there were maybe three, I think it were three other women or four other women that went with me, all black women from Brooklyn. It was the best way that I could have ever envisioned taking or experiencing a, I don't want to say experience again, but experiencing a deep dive into black ass culture abroad. I would absolutely want to experience it with other black people, with other people of color and not have, um, you know, why people, uh, just, you know, dipping their toes in. Not that that would have taken away from the experience after experiencing what I did with them. I don't think that anybody on the trip could have taken away from it. However, it made for a more enriching experience, a more familial experience because I felt that we were all family because we all shared that commonality of being African descendants. Um, that being said, I got an incredible reading from the Babalao. I won't speak to, you know, the reactions or responses to anyone else's, um, experience because that is not my place to do. However, I will say that I have always considered myself someone that would succeed somehow in life. I've always felt as if I would be, you know, a force, if you will. No clue how it's going to happen. And I had that affirmed in my reading and he did in my experience or my interpretation of the experience, a pretty good job of authentically picking up on different, um, you know, familial energies. And it was a while ago. It, it just, it was 
hmm, I'm trying to find the words. Like I feel it, but I, I need to express that to you, right? It was, I don't want to say affirming again, but it was reassuring. It backed up what I'd already felt for myself, gave me insight on some other things. Details of it, I can't really remember, but I do know that I had the, huh, didn't think of that. I had a moment in that and they, well, he gave me warnings about some things and it really kind of solidified for me that you're not wrong. And that was absolutely an affirming experience for me. I will never forget that. And I absolutely want to follow up with somebody and see if that still reigns true, especially considering so much has happened between then and now. I'm a different person. I am curious as to if I have moved closer to that projection or if the projected outcome has changed because of the way that I've changed. Interesting. Curious. Next one was absolutely London. So London, I absolutely received words of affirmation because if you are familiar with my travel experiences that I've shared with you on said podcast, London was a shit show for me. So I showed up, had no plan because that's where I kind of felt like I wanted to arrive and be the free spirit that I am and just figure it out on the fly. Terrible idea for me um, at that time, at least. And I really had a rough go of it from landing. I got to the airport, realized I'd overdrafted in the bank. I had no, um, I had cash, but I was looking to book my hostel before I got there. I wanted to book it on the app. I use Hostel World. A lot of the properties don't allow you to use um, Amex. And the place that I was kind of like, 60 40 on more on the 60 I don't want to go there uh they would allow me to use Amex but I didn't really want to stay there and so I was really stuck in that this isn't what I want even though I know what the fuck I wanted it was a shit show y'all but thankfully I don't know if I called my dad or if my dad called me but he talked me out of the funk. He absolutely, baby girl, I'll send you the money. Don't worry about it. And I was just like, I don't want your money. I just want to not be miserable right now. I think I was just ridiculously tired. I, um, as I've gotten older, I've seen how my worry isn't necessarily worry. It's fucking anxiety. I just didn't necessarily have the language, um, you know, as a kid or as a young adult to kind of put a name to what I was experiencing and what I was feeling. It was just, I worried a lot, but, um, yeah, anxiety. And I had a really, really bad go of it at landing and my dad really did a good job and he usually does a shit job. My dad is usually the, well, why are you stressed about it? Like you'll be fine, but you're always fine. And I'm just, he usually does that kind of a talking and just isn't the one that can always kind of reassure me. That's more my mom's speed. My mom is more of the uh, calming and the soothing and the motivational pep talk and you can do it, right? 
My dad is very supportive, but through actions, <laughs> not necessarily through the verbiage. But somehow, some way, shout outs to the big man, Allah, the, the, the spirits, the omnipresent ones, and any of the gods, goddesses, and the uh, ancestors that were looking out because they absolutely gave him the words that day. And he absolutely calmed me down and put me in a headspace where I was able to just make decisions because that's what I was really having a difficult part uh, time with. I've always been an indecisive person, but in that moment, that space that I was in once I got to the airport, terrible. I was not in the space for making good decisions. And my dad really, really affirmed me that I can figure this out. I just need to take a second, charge your phone, find you an outlet, pull it together and you will be fine. And I was fine because here I am recording the podcast, right? Um, also in London, shout out to my homegirl, Sharmila. I continued with the bad mood. Once I decided on um, an Airbnb, I arrived and it was kind of rainy. The weather wasn't great. It was getting late. It was getting dark because it was also um, around wintry kind of time but not winter, winter, but it might've been actually winter and it just may not have been terrible weather. But anyway, got there and still wasn't really with the shits. I wasn't feeling it. I was just, I'm going to just stay in the hostel. I'm really just going to go to sleep and I made it. I just wasn't going to do anything. I don't remember if I jumped in a group chat we had, or if she reached out and checked out, checked up on me, but somehow we ended up on the phone and she was just like, honey, you did not come this far. You did not spend all this money to sit your ass in that hostel. Pull your shit together. Go the fuck outside. Even if you just go for a walk, figure it out. Do something. Enjoy yourself. You've gone through all these other places in the world and had an incredible time and figured everything out. This place should be no different. Thank you, Sharmila, for that pep talk because it absolutely kind of got me out of my funk. And I was in a better mood and open to having a much smoother conversation with the young lady that I actually shared the hostel room with. And she invited me to come to the discotheques with her. And when she saw that I wasn't changing into the club attire, um, mind you, I personally think that I still looked much more fashionable and cuter than she did in her club attire. And I was in a flannel, some jeans and some some boots, some Palladium boots. Um, I thought I was cool. I was straight. And she was just like, hmm, well, maybe you can just take a ride with me. We'll share the taxi and you can just, you know, enjoy the city. (laughs) And that we did. So she ended up just sharing her taxi with me. We had a great conversation in the, um, the taxi and she let me out right by, um, I forgot what the train station was called, but it wasn't too far from Big Ben. So I was able to just get some photos in, walk around, just enjoy the neighborhood that I was in, stopped at a couple of little shops and just walked back to the hostel from maybe two miles away. You know, I just kind of got a nice little walk in. So shout out to the two of them. Oh, one more on the words of affirmation list. Israel, I ended up going to and from the Airbnb that I stayed at, I stayed in Tel Aviv and I ended up going to and from the airport on the train and bus. So I took the train from the airport and then the bus to the Airbnb. 
I get back to the train to the uh, ticketing station trying to figure that whole shit out. And it was a clusterfuck in and of itself. But I get to the window and the very kind woman there is just like, oh, um, uh, something, something, queen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? I, I, I don't know what exactly you're trying to say to me. And so a gentleman next to me was kind enough to tell me, oh, she's saying you look like a beauty queen. You you look like, you know, Miss America, like Miss Wor- whatever. I don't remember what she um, won. But it was about, actually, I know exactly when it was. It was December 2018 because my grandfather had just passed. And the woman at the ticket agent, this is around the time when I want to say she was Miss Universe. I see her face and I see part of her Instagram name. I think it's something with a Z, but shorty with the low cut, mad fucking pretty. And the woman was saying that I reminded her of her or I looked like her. And so when the dudes, you know, kind of explained that to me, I was like, you don't say. So you're saying I'm pretty. Oh, she's so sweet. So I absolutely, absolutely did love that little interaction. Um, that was a really sweet little exchange. And it is truth to power, if you will, that sometimes, not sometimes, but the ways that media portraying black women in a light of beauty, media portraying black women in, you know, the light of desirability, but not necessarily in a sexual manner because that's done quite often, but just in a, Oh, you've got, you know, cause you know, how a lot of people feel like those kind of, mind you, uh, fun fact: I was in a pageant once. I think I was 15, 16 or so. And it was a very fun experience until I had to come home and do like a Spanish project or some kind of school project. And I remember that was probably the most miserable night of my life. I shout out to my mom. I will never forget you for making me so angry. Like I was like ridiculous, like stupid tired. Like there aren't any more functioning cells in my brain. And she made me stay up and try to do some project. And I, I, it was terrible, 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 terrible experience. It was really bad. But, um, yeah, I I did a pageant. And so it was, you know, nice to see how such a positive, I know people feel how they feel about pageants in some aspects, but it was nice that that bit of visibility for a black woman had for me an impact in an entirely different place of the world, part of the world that I never would have seen coming. Uh, let's see gifts. So Guadalupe, I was so surprised that after both of the excursions that I did, each of my hosts gave me a gift, like a tangible gift. And it was quite a surprise. I appreciated it. They were really cute gifts. I'm trying to remember. I know one of them was a really cute satchel of 
shells and stones and it was just really a really pretty presentation and you can give me a lifesaver and I'm going to be happy. I just like receiving things because it's not the price or the cost of the item. It's the intention behind the item. It's the, um, the little, you know, the meaning I'm really one of those people that, uh, the smallest things go the furthest because the little things matter to me. And I really appreciated that gift. And I want to say Ben and Kat gave, I think it was like a jam. It was like, um, I think it was, first of all, I think it was more than one thing. But one of the things I remember was a food product, I want to say, or something made by like a local artisan or, you know, person that made, it was made fresh on the island or something, but it was really nice. And I absolutely appreciated it because it's like, I already spent money with you guys. You know what I mean? Like I purchased my ticket for the excursion. You don't owe me shit, but the excursion. And not only did I have a great time on both of them, I ended up leaving with gifts. So absolutely love that. Huh, Cuba. So don't remember what episode it was. Something about sex in the title. So you can go to travelandshippodcast.com go all the way down to the bottom, or I think I have it on the right side and you can Google sex, find that episode. If you so desperately would like to get into my business, it's a fun story, but, um, I ended up meeting a guy on or at like, um, right near the beach. I was buying a bunch of like little trinkets and shit. And then I went to go kind of sit on the beach, enjoy the sand, dip my toes in the water and all that shit. Well, started talking to a guy that worked at one of the stands. We ended up having a really great conversation. Mind you, he didn't speak English. I didn't speak Spanish. So it's like we're meeting in the middle. I'm using the few words that I know in Spanish. He's using the few words that he knows in Spanish. I mean, in English, Google Translate, mad fun. He was a really good time. We had good conversation that we could piece together. And he ended up giving me... um. I don't know what it's made of, maybe uh, sandstone, limestone or something like that, but a cute little, not sand dollar, a starfish. He gifted me a starfish and some message or something like he remember me or I I don't fucking know y'all, but it was the cutest thing. I'm an easy sell. Gifts are my jam, right? So starfish in Cuba and this one's really cute. One of my really, really, really good girlfriends, we did Alberta and British Columbia together. And we just kept like buying each other little gifts while we were in the same store. Like we were going to the store. She's a shopper. I don't really shop that much when I travel. I like to pick stuff up while I, you know, I like to visit shops, but I don't particularly or intentionally uh, really go to shop. Like I don't revisit shopping areas just to keep shopping. Um, but that's our jam. She and I though, really good friends in real life still to this day. And so we'd be in the store and then we'd leave and be walking or we get back to the hotel and she'd be like, here, I got this for you. Or like she'd go to the cash app, she'd pay for it and then come to me and be like, Oh, here, put this on. I just got that for you. Like she'd buy, we buy each other like little bracelets or little rings that we both like, um, jewelry, like really small, cutesy little things. 
a good stone. Like we bought, we would buy each other stones and crystals and stuff like that. So again, small tokens, really cute gifts. That is absolutely my shit, y'all. Oh, didn't even think about this one. So boyfriend paid for the last tattoo I got. So that was actually a really fun one. Paid for the trip also, but the tattoo that is um, a lifelong gift. So there's that. Next one I've got is quality time. Favorite, favorite example of quality time would be in Norway. My host tone was such a gem. She actually is in two parts of this section. She's she I'm going to mention her again. But in terms of quality time, Tone cooked dinner for me. So we just kicked it. We really sat and talked. We talked about our families. We talked about kind of just like I felt like I was staying at an aunt's house or staying at like an older cousin's house. She really did have like a familial uh, feel to her. I felt very comfortable with her and she was so sweet, so, so kind. And so we just sat and had wine and pizza and it was a great time. I also have uh, Columbia. In Columbia, I ended up really uh, getting along with different hosts for different experiences that I did. And what was cool was I would just hang and talk with the hosts after the experience was done. So the, I did the head wrap tour with, um, Lara. Congratulations. She and her boyfriend who I ended up meeting, um, he's a photographer. I see his face. I just can't remember his name right now. They just got married. So congratulations guys, if you do hear this and, um, we just sat and we talked about family and we had a really, really nice time um, talking and connecting over food. And I ended up going to um, like a bar with another one of the hosts and we linked up with some of his friends. I made other friends and it was really, really, really exciting for me because I'm not really a nightlife kind of girl. I don't really do, um, parties. I'm not, um, a party girl, really. I kind of, I mean, no, I'm not even gonna lie. I'll go to family shit, family functions. I'm absolutely at everybody has their favorite cousins. So I'm always down to hang with my cousins, but I'm not a get dressed. I want some heels and go to the club kind of girl not my jam. I absolutely will pull up to a bar. I love a good dive bar or I love like a a bar that's going to have like some live music or the such. That's absolutely where my, um, my interests lie, but it was really fun for me because I got to experience nightlife in a foreign country. And that's not really something that I do. I, um, in terms of like music, dancing, food, drinks, that whole vibe. Again, like I'll go to a bar and hang out. Like I did that in Rome, went to a bar, hung out there, basically just talked to the bartender. That's really what I do. I'll just go to a bar, either sit by myself, people watch, or I'll strike a conversation with the bartender or sometimes, you know, somebody that's sitting at the bar, but it's usually me by myself. Um, 
And that's fine. I enjoy my own company. If you, let's see, what did I have? Aha, quality time, Vermont. That was my first vacation with a partner. Oh no, I did do a trip to Destin. That actually wasn't a great trip. <laughs> this trip was. Uh, boyfriend and I did Vermont back in November 2020. We did a cabin out in Johnson because still it was like in the middle of not the middle of was it the middle I guess the middle of a pandemic because we're still in a fucking pandemic but this is you know November 2020 it was not in my plans to be on anybody's plane and I still wanted to stay away from crowds I still wanted to not be around strangers so we did a cabin in the woods it was an incredible time it was beautiful kind of scary but we had a Great, 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 great time. And we really just spent a lot of time in the house. And we played a bunch of games, tried to watch some movies, kept falling asleep, ate a ton of food, drank, hiked. It was really a good trip for us to connect, get to know each other better, and just spend time together. I mean, we was going to be stuck in the house anyway, so might as well be stuck in the house with beautiful scenery, right? Um, Southside, I love you, but you're not hikeable Vermont, right? Uh, what else I got here? I ended up having a really, really, really bomb conversation with one of the hosts from the surf water trip that I did in Guadalupe. Kat and I sat on the beach while Ben went out to surf. And mind you, I ended up talking with Kat like the whole night. I mean, the whole day, like, you know, we spoke, but we didn't really connect in the beginning of the day. Uh, Ben really took the lead with this is what this is. That's that pointing out this. We're going to stop here. Let's try this. And Kat and I really had an opportunity to spend more time getting to know each other on the beach. And we had the the best, well, for me, I had an incredible time just sitting and talking with her, getting to know her better and hearing how she and Ben met and, you know, her experience, uh, teaching online. And it really made for an enjoyable yoga experience because we ended up doing sunset yoga on the beach right after. Well, actually, no, we hung out, we talked, we had some drinks, we ate some really good snacks. They have like these really interesting like coconut. I don't want to say a coconut patty. It's a cookie, but not really a cookie, if that makes sense. But shit was pretty good. We did that. And then they gave me surf lessons. They gave me a surfing lesson. And that was such still part of quality time. Also, I'd say acts of service. But it meant so much to me because it wasn't part of the experience. They just offered it to me. And that's if you, you know, I've said it before, either on social media or in a podcast, but you are the source. Be yourself. You're going to connect with your people. If you if you are in the space to, you know, converse and chat and try to engage with people and, you know, really experience yourself fully by sharing yourself with other people if you have the space to, or the capacity to, 
um, it can really make for an enjoyable experience. And we ended up kicking it on the beach and we ended up spending time surfing together and they were really patient with me. We had such fun. We really, really had a good time. And because we had connected better, I was more so able to enjoy our yoga session afterwards. I don't know about y'all, but I, and also here's another fun fact. I started doing more yoga again, just for my mental health. I got to do yoga or some kind of activity just because I'm getting older and my body is absolutely reminding me of such. And I really, really, really think that I'll, my knees will feel better. My back will feel better. My knee will feel better if I just start moving more. Right. So I started picking up yoga more. And so I often think about this really incredible experience that I had with Kat. I really think that it was because we had that time to connect prior. I don't know about y'all if you've experienced or if you've had any experience with yoga, but I can't take a class from somebody that I don't resonate with. So if I don't see myself in you or if I don't hear myself in you or if you're just not somebody that I fuck with anyway in general, like I, I would have to just know the yoga instructor before I just randomly took a class from like some random white girl. I would prefer always to take class with a black woman or a woman of color. But I wasn't expecting to enjoy yoga with Kat so much because of that. But because we got the chance to get to know each other better, I was able to really just um, connect to her through the yoga. And that made it an enjoyable experience for me. And then also we were, the sun was setting, we were right on the ocean absolutely, absolutely incredible experience. Like that was, I spent a lot of quality time with, um, with Kat and Guadalupe and I remember her very fondly. So shout out to you, girl. Let's see. Acts of service. Gonna go back to my girl tone. Tone went above and beyond for free. This was a true act of service. She did not charge me for any of these things that she um, did for me. She picked me up from the airport because she said to me, yes, we have a bus. I'm not too far off from the bus line. However, you're arriving super late. I'll just pick you up from the airport because it's easier for me to get you than for you to try to find a taxi or, you know, take the bus. So shout out to her for offering that. She also took me to the grocery store that same night. She was telling me everything is basically closed on Sundays here. So it's your best interest to kind of get something that you want to eat. Now I'll drop you at the grocery store. I'll be right outside. Take your time. If you have any questions or if you need help with something, if you have my number, let me know. I will absolutely assist. Took me to the grocery store, figured it out, got me some things. Excuse me. Get back to the house. Mind you, I lost my phone, which I never do. Turns out it had just fallen out of my pocket in her car or in the driveway or something. So she settled down, went out, grabbed that for me. And then she proceeded to cook dinner. That's when she made us pizza. And not just like, I was really expecting like some King Elio's like pizza pockets or DiGiorno or some shit, but Sistrin took the dough out and 
did all that. She put the salt, like she made, I don't know if it was necessarily from scratch. Like if she, you know, made the dough herself or if she just purchased it, don't really give a fuck. She built that shit. She put it together and she sat, ate with me. And I really, really appreciate all the different ways that she protected me. She looked out for me. And that's why I think she felt so familiar to me because she did all the loving things that someone, you know, who really cares or someone, you know, cause I've had plenty of great hosts, you know, they answer all your questions, great suggestions, really kind. They're funny. And you know, you connect in some little ways, but I have never had someone host me for Airbnb and really go out of their way like that for me. I think that part of it may possibly be because I generally do the whole house for myself. But when I went to Norway, I was really there with the express intention of just doing the Northern Lights. So I didn't really explore the city too much. I, you know, she also dropped me in the city for my tour. She didn't make me take a taxi or take a bus. She, um, I also ended up bringing all my luggage with me because I went to the uh, airport right after. So that was kind of the end of our interactions, but that I usually get like the, um, whole house where like the host isn't staying on the property. So that could be, you know, to the credit of some Airbnb hosts, if they're not there, you know, they can't give you that kind of stellar and exceptional interaction and service, right? Who else did I have for, oh, acts of service back to Ben and Kat. They actually took me to the grocery store and helped me do my grocery shopping. So Guadeloupe is a French speaking island and, you know, a lot of people there also speak English, but a lot of shit is in French. I don't speak any French at all. And I'm, you know, not familiar with a lot of the different types of stuff that is normal there. And some of some of the things are more like specialty items. I did not really care for the food that was closest walking distance to where I was staying. So I ended up doing a lot of my own cooking. Thankfully, Ben and Kat took me out to the uh, grocery store and they went around was just like, all right, you can grab some of these. We like these kinds of sausages. This is what's in it. Um, you can put this and this together. Try this sauce. This is made from X, Y, and Z. You might enjoy it with, blah or and so they really did a good job and were really kind to help me pick all my shit up and drag it all to the car for me so that I could you know when they dropped me off after the experience I'd be straight to go for the rest of the few days that I was staying there um so again thank you to Ben and Kat for that let's see what's the last one ah so you've been waiting on this one physical touch my dad y'all real I love you you can cut it off on this one. So, um, physical touch. Uh, let's just start with, uh, Vermont. We were in a cabin for a week. Lots of physical touch. Um, also, I don't know if you're watching on the YouTubes, but if you'd like to see my half sleeve, I have a travel sleeve. I've got, um, I get tattoos. I won't say everywhere, but I try to get one whenever I am overseas. 
and it doesn't quite indeed require physical touch. So I've got a, an exact, not an exact, but a very literal representation of the different ways that I've been touched (laughs) all over the world. I've got, uh, I think it's nine of them so far on my right forearm. I got a lot more to go. I kind of just let the ideas come to me, but each one of them actually, all the, uh, the tattoos mean something to me. They are all very important to me and they all tell a little story and I appreciate them all, love them all. And I think my two favorite ones are this, I don't know, it's upside down. That's, you're going to have to deal with upside down if you're watching. This mountain scene that I got going on, this is not a sun, it's a moon. I should have had them put craters in it so that you could tell it's moon. And these are supposed to be stars. But this this here, I think this one is my favorite. One of my favorites. This one, this big ass tree that I have here, y'all. This, no, actually, yeah, this one is my favorite. This is the favorite in terms of meaning, the tree. Then I've got this, I think, aesthetically, I just enjoy looking at the most. And then um, I've got to be young, gifted in black, inked on the inside of my right arm. So those three are currently my faves. But yeah, physical touch. Speaking of, the creepiest tattoo I got was in fucking Peru. This guy was really weird. Uh, I don't know if, wait, let me see if I can turn my arm that way. Oh, why is, oh, camera. Okay, so this one here, the Roman numerals. This one, the guy that did that one made me so uncomfortable. So I get to the shop and it's very, um, I guess, metal, rock, punk metal, punk rock. I don't really know what the correct category, but not exactly Marilyn Manson, but getting there. Maybe Nine Inch Nails, I guess, is a fair concession. I really don't know. Not my genre that I really get into. But um, he was giving me very much so that. Didn't bother me. Because you either do good work or you don't, right? Are you clean? Am I feeling comfortable in that aspect? I did. Uh, Sidebar before I forget. He had the best, uh, I guess you could say, aftercare cream. That shit, I absolutely wish that I bought the two. And I, I didn't, but best cream. He asked if um, I had any other tattoos. And I was like, yeah. And he was just like, oh, well, let's see. Like, do you want to like redo anything? Maybe I can do some more ink for you. Cause I, it's really small. It's, you know, looking for more work, right? So I've got a tat on this side. And so I lifted my shirt up so I could show him. And I'm like, yeah, I've got this one here. And he's just like, oh, I could absolutely color that in for you, which it does need to be recolored. I am thinking, I'm not going to cover it, but I'm thinking if, I don't know how I'm going to go about it, but definitely going to uh, fix it up. But that being said, what really threw me off was he was very, oh, so, you know, do you model? I'm like, I mean, like I've dabbled before, like, been in front of a camera before like what and he's just like oh well you 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 should really be a model with that body but like the way he said it was really in like that creeper mood shit like you know what I mean like sis we know when niggas ain't right you know what I mean we know when they're being 
nasty about it. And he was being very nasty about it. And so it was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good on that. I don't need you to do anything else. Just take care of this for me, please. Let's, let's get going and knock this out the way. And so thankfully he didn't really speak any English. Like he didn't speak that much English. Like he spoke conversational, you know what I mean? But it was just like, let, let's just get to work. So thankfully we didn't really talk much after that. But then after I finished, like he kept texting me, like, it was so nice to meet you. And I'm just like, yeah, nah, I'm good. Thanks. So he absolutely was the worst experience I've had with a, um, with like a, you know, service provider, uh, other well, in terms of someone needing to touch me. Um, actually, boom, Peru was two for two. I also got the absolute, the absolute fucking worst massage and facial in Peru. So where I was staying, beautiful. It was a spot in Miraflores. I had the top floor apartment, which also had like a sick balcony. It was at, I, I don't know. There's definitely, I'm certain of difference between balcony and terrace. Maybe. I don't know. They're two different words. So I'm assuming they've got two different meanings, even though they reference the same type of structure. I'm thinking maybe one means something is larger. Don't know. Anyway, great outdoor space, mad space, flowers, plants, the whole shebang. Loved it. Right across the, well, not right across the street, but kind of across the street, I ended up stumbling upon a little um, salon. They did hair, nails, and apparently facials and massages. I got my nails done today and they also do facials and massages and lashes there as well. So I'm like, all right, makes sense. Do it all, right? So go in, try to explain to the woman like, all right, so you're offering this service on the wall. Like I see facials like $45 and massages maybe like another $35 or vice versa, whatever. So I'm like, oh, prices is mad low. Fuck it, let's give it a shot. You would have thought, you would have thunk, one of the two is right, that this chick was mixing a bowl of salad the way she was giving me a massage. She was literally like, you can't see me. Like, imagine not wanting to touch somebody. Imagine, you know, really being skeeved out by somebody. And that's how she was, uh, giving my massage. Like it was really, um, a waste of my money. It was so bad, but because what I spent wasn't necessarily, um, like a significant amount to me. It's, and I also knew that she didn't understand what I would like. She wasn't going to understand me if I like, like I tried to ask her like, oh, you can be, you know, more rough. Like you don't have to be so gentle and it didn't connect. Um, the facial was a little bit better, but it was still like, I didn't leave feeling like I got even half my money's worth. Very disappointed. Absolute worst service. The people were not nasty. They weren't rude or anything like that. But the way this, the service was so poor that y'all might as well have been rude. You know what I mean? So that was Peru across the board in terms of people that had to touch me. And it was only those two experiences. Terrible. Ah, actually. So I did a swim with the sea lions experience. 
and I loved it. Got wild sick afterwards because I drank in all of that fucking nasty excrementy water from all of the uh, animals. Thousands of them probably on like this huge, um, well, not even huge, but this island in the middle of the ocean. Great fucking time. But quiet as it's kept, there's a right way and a wrong way to put on a life vest. Pro tip, if it has like, I guess a seat or there it's, I didn't know that I was doing it wrong, but you're supposed to step in and then place it around you. Not all of them I'm assuming are designed that way, but the ones that they had for us, you're supposed to step in and then put the vest on. And it's designed to keep the vest like down and snugly, I guess, on your body because I ended up with my vest like floating up like so the vest was up on my ears and it kept like tilting me over so I had such a very I had a very very difficult time just keeping myself like upright so that I could just see straight and then I also had a difficult time swimming because the vest keeps like pulling me in a different way and I'm trying to fight the current yeah it was a mess so Shout out to the uh, tour dude because he basically like hero gripped the back of the vest and swam me to the rest of the group with the sea line so that I could actually participate. So shout out to him. Appreciate you, bruh. That was really clutch. I was able to enjoy myself. So that was the only physical touch in uh, Peru that wasn't absolutely trash. Uh, Physical touch on the opposite end would be Bali. Yes, I got a tattoo there. That tattoo is this one trying to turn my arm so you can see it's, yeah, I I can't right now, y'all. But the Bali tattoo looks so much better on paper. God bless him. Really nice guy. But the massages, I got a massage every day. I think there was maybe one day that I didn't have time to get a massage, but I did massages every fucking day because they were $7 an hour and they were excellent massages, like excellent, excellent, calming, soothing, really like you left the experience feeling full, feeling, well, I left the experience feeling full, feeling satisfied. I was grateful. Like it just was that, real content. This is what I needed. And I didn't know that I needed it, even though I knew I needed it. And that's why I went every day. Absolutely loved it. I really think that the massages might've been my favorite part of Bali, but, um, yeah, those were chef's kiss. So great physical touch, wild trash, horrible sex in Cuba. Y'all he was so whack. It was my birthday also. So I was wildly disappointed. It was like, I waste, it was, it was a waste. It was a waste. We had fun hanging out, chilling, eating, had drinks. Um, another pro tip or fun, uh, fun fact. I love beer. I'm a beer girl, not really an alcohol girl. So I love trying beers from all over the world, wherever I go. I will always buy beers and bring them back to the Airbnb. And a lot of times I'll try, like I'll, if I can buy them in singles, I'll buy like one of one or two of each and then test them out, see what I like. And 
I've really had uh, the best ones that I can remember were probably in Rome. And I remember my homegirl who was also a bartender. She was saying, oh, no, I've heard of that before. I can't remember what it is, but she was like, no, nah, I've heard that before because I was really worried about drinking a beer that was like a dollar or like two dollars. I'm like, bitch, this is only it only, it's not even three dollars. Like, should I drink it? She was like, no, you're absolutely fine. The shit is delicious. I've had it before. Give it a shot. And she was right. Mad good. So I'd say I had the best beers. Um, Rome. And then I had some other really good ones in Tel Aviv. But yeah, so Cuba, physical touch. Dig was trash. So terrible, y'all. I, I like stressful trash. Uh, but feel free to uh, revisit that episode and hear more, more about it. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not mention, I did the mud volcano, I want to say. I don't remember where exactly it was, but it was on my trip to Cartagena. And it was a great experience until like you get in the mud and they give you a body massage with all of the the like the clay, the mud, and you float in it, which is really cool. Like you can't sink. So that part was fun, but the guy was real handsy, took a lot of liberties, didn't appreciate it. Um, but it was not, it wasn't welcomed, but it, it was, mm, y'all that too is in a past episode. So feel free to revisit that one and uh, get into those details, especially if you decide to go visit for yourself. Might be a fun little cautionary tale or a heads up for you ladies um, to get into that one. So yeah, oh, that's perfect because it is hot in here. That was the last one that I have a note on. So overall, the five love languages, the same way You can experience them in your regular life with your friends, your partners, your lovers, your family. Consider how you can open yourself to receive this same kind of love from strangers, from people that you encounter from all over the fucking world. Even if I were in, say, um, Virginia, Philly. Okay, acts of service, Philly, the waiter. I'm trying to think if I can remember his name. I don't remember it. But my man's from Bank and Bourbon, I want to say. I still vaguely remember his face. Such an incredible server. He was such a fucking gem. So kind. And it went so, it meant so much to me just because I'm very much so a customer service guy be a customer service person because now it's making sense now that I'm saying it out loud that service is my love language I think that that's why customer service is very important to me when I go places so consider that knowing how you receive love can also have a strong bearing on how you're going to enjoy different activities, different uh, experiences, interactions, encounters, and all that shit while you're abroad. If you know that you like words of affirmations, 
consider doing something that is audio. Consider going to a, um, like a live event or a live, um, concert or some kind of experience that will give you the affirmations that you're looking for, right? Consider if you, again, like affirmations, do you also enjoy quality time? Because you may decide that you want to do things that are going to have you around other people. If you know that you're, um, that gifts is all the way at the bottom of your list, you might decide that, uh, what do you call it? The thing, souvenirs, tangible things and shopping and picking up things have absolutely no value to you. So you can leave all of that off your itinerary. Those aren't things that you have to consider. Those aren't things that you have to really, you know, factor in for your trip. Consider how you receive love and consider also how you show love because these are different ways that you can also implement them into your travels so that you're able to get the most out of it and it'll be more of a lasting impression. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you have any questions or um, feedback, feel free to shoot me an email. You can reach me at dcarry at travelandshippodcast.com. And you can also go to travelandshippodcast.com and download the solo travel planning course. If you are in the space or in the, you know, the mood to look into planning your next solo trip. If you've never done a group trip, it may be a good time to focus on the different ways to plan a really good trip so that a solo one at that, so that you can then have a good base and then bring other people in. So while the course is designed for someone by themselves, if you're good at planning a trip for yourself, it's a lot easier to plan a group for a lot of different people. So you have a foundation to work with. That's also available on travelandshippodcast.com. You go to the travel resources tab and a drop down with all the offerings and the courses and the digital items that are available for you to download or subscribe to are right there listed for you. So you can also drop me an email there if you have any questions about anything that I've discussed this episode, episodes prior, if you have questions and you need help with something, I'm also here to help you with that. So folks, travelshippodcast.com and I will see you good folks on the next episode. All right, y'all. Bye.